Welcome to Brewski Sports. My name is Tim Martin. I'm Curtis Stout. All right, how did last week's picks go? Well, you fared better than I did last week. Uh, to say <laughs> About the time. Man, there were some games last week that just really, I, I wasn't expecting it. Saints losing again. I thought for sure that they would at least make a go out of it. I mean, yeah, that really kind of surprised me. Um, and then the other upset game for both of us was the Broncos losing to the Rams. Uh, yeah, and you know, it was re- it's crazy how... Like the Rams just shut Peyton down. Like yeah. they shut him down. He had zero trips to the red zone that whole game. I mean, it's just a. Have you ever? Do you ever remember seeing no, that? No, even like even in his rookie years when he played for the Colts. They said the last time it happened was like January of two thousand one or week fifteen of two thousand one. Really? Yeah. Did it say who? No, I don't. No. I didn't see. I didn't know if you knew. It'd be interesting to see what other team was capable of. It'd be easy enough to find out. Yeah, I'm sure. Quick right. Google search. That's right. You guys can look it up. You're smart. People. <laughs> You're smart people. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, o- overall, most of them are pretty easy. I-, I feel like there were a lot of toss-up games last week, and I know we went opposites on some, like Lions and Chargers, and you went or Lions and Chargers, Lions and Cardinals. Sorry. Uh, I went with the Lions. I thought the Lions' defense would be enough to stop the Cardinals. I thought that they would. I I don't know. Megatron's saying he's healthy, uh, and, and, that, and, and they're just what anything. The, well, that's the problem. Like they were playing Arizona, whose defense is fantastic. I know. And it, I mean, they were getting so much pressure on Stafford. He just didn't have a chance to utilize Johnson. Yeah, or anything really, for that matter. Um, but yeah, so between that, uh, let's see if there was another game. The Colts losing. We both went with the Colts. Yeah, that one I'm not surprised about. I, I'm, I'm surprised at how bad they were against the run. That yeah. was... You know what it reminded me of? Honestly. The playoffs last year? Yeah. <laughs> when like, Garrett Blunt did the same thing to yeah. them for the Patriots? Yeah. Or um, wasn't it the Steelers that just walked all over? Well, and that, that's that's year? what's crazy is like you. The defense what, just how quits many, playing. Well, how many games has it been? It's been, I mean, they give up a million yards to Ben Roethlisberger through the air, and now they're giving up a million yards to Le'Veon Bell on the ground. It's just, it's crazy, and it. You mean Gray, Jonah Gray? Oh yeah, because well, <laughs> we were talking about the Steelers. Oh, that's right. And My Le'Veon man. Bell ran all over. Yeah, I mean, see the whole that's line. what it was. That's why I was confused. They were two really dominant rushing. Anyway, but yeah, Jonas Gray. Um, yeah, I just the, their front seven has to do something because right now they're getting no pressure and it. I they mean, get picked apart. It's killing them. Yeah, it's disappointing too because <clears throat> beginning part of the year they come out they look so strong. Defense was weak. I'll give them that, but there was enough there on offense week in and week out to get it. Well, now you have. Yeah, Bradshaw out uh, with a broken And they ankle. didn't make a play on either. Like, okay, so this week, Blunt gets released by the Steelers. Ben Tate gets released by the Browns. And the Colts didn't make a play. Now, I did hear they try, They did put out a waiver request from Ben Tate, but they lost out to the Vikings, obviously. But, I mean, they, they signed Josh Cribbs. And they didn't even try, like, make a play out of running back, which I feel like is probably more what they need because Trent Richardson's not going to do it. Yeah, but look, we, they already picked up one major bust from the Cleveland Browns. Why would you take a chance? Not just one. Uh, do you realize that they have Trent Richardson, okay. Dequel Jackson, okay. the coach from last year, Chadzinski, or mm-hmm. he is on their coaching staff. So and basically, and now, Josh Krebs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... 
It, it is a Cleveland Browns wasteland, kind of like Philly is for Houston right now. Yeah. All of the players we don't we don't resign that go out as free agents end up in Philly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, all in all, right now, um, total picks for the second half of the season, granted, because we didn't start really doing this until week nine, unfortunately, because uh, we're slackers and couldn't keep up with anything. Um, but out of the well, I'm sorry, 40 games um, in the last few weeks. We are just over half. Woo! So we're not doing Mediocrity! That's right. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me get the exact... I put this week's picks in there. My stupid computer automatically calculates all of it. So let me take them out of there so I can get you an actual number here. Not that anybody that's listening to this cares, but um, you are at just over 57.5%. I'm at 62.5% so far. For the oh, I think we're doing good. Yeah, I'm this, still winning. This week's going to be fun. It should be fun. This going to be a good week, so... Well, that's a good segue. Let's jump right this into is picks. Not the best segue you can get. <laughs> yeah, let's jump right into picks. The, uh, tonight's game, you got Chiefs at Raiders. Okay. Who are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. I, Chiefs' defense is too good, and their running game is too good. Yeah. Uh, I, and the Raiders haven't won a game yet. <laughs> so I suppose that means that this could be their game. No. No? Yeah, well, I'm sticking with the Chiefs, too. Right. <laughs> I'm not picking the Raiders. Like, I feel bad for the Raiders because they're the team that looks like they could finally get something together and win a game this season. But at this point, do you bother? You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, go out there and play. Do your best. I, I don't think they're going to win the rest of the season. Um, I was looking. I need to send you the spreadsheet I was working on. Uh, but I was looking. I think I actually picked them to win one or two games. But they were, I'll have to look to find out who they were against, but it was one of those coin flip ones. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun when you can flip a coin. That, I mean, that was last week's. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of games that could have gone either way, so. All right, so what we got next? We got the uh, Browns at the Falcons. I'm going f- the Browns. They get Josh Gordon back. They, they're getting healthier on offense. Their defense is playing pretty well. The Falcons have no defense. so Yeah, I don't think the Falcons can pull off two wins back-to-back. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, No, I mean... I mean uh, they're just bad. That whole division's bad. And like you were saying, I don't think they pull off two. I, I think their offense keeps them in it, but I don't think their defense... I, the, la- the lack of defense that they have is going to hurt them bad. Oh, yeah. Especially with Gordon coming back. Well, you yeah, Gordon coming back, you have Crow. Crowell. Crowell, Crow, Crow, well, yeah. Yeah. Crowell, let's Crow, go with that. Sure. So uh, he's taking the starting position, at least for now. I mean, he had you know fumble in the red zone last week, but they haven't they haven't removed him right. from the starting position, so I don't see why anybody would assume that it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, obviously, they have a lot of faith in him. I mean, him and Terrence West, a, yeah. I mean, both of, their, both of their running backs right now are rookies, and they're both... None one of them are awful. You're going to expect the rookies to make some mistakes. I know that they're playing at a pro level and you expect them to play at a pro level, but they're still rookies nonetheless. Right. I mean, this is the first season they've had against some of these guys. Yeah. You know, so it'll be interesting to see next year, third year. I mean, especially if they can keep them, you know what I mean, into like a second contract. If they end up doing well enough, what kind of a tandem would that be? Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. The next game is canceled as of right now due to the amount of snow in bu- Buffalo right now. Snowpocalypse. Yeah, they have like six feet of snow right now. That's a lot of 
snow. Yeah, and th- this is the thing. They were saying that if it was just a foot of snow in the stadium, it takes them three days to remove it. Three days to remove a foot of snow from the stadium. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you well, figure... you had to truck it out and everything, too. Yeah. And you have a foot everywhere in the stadium, in the stands, on the field. They have to clear all of it out. But it, they were saying it takes three days to clear out one foot. So imagine six. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't <laughs> imagine that much snow. Right. That's so much snow. <laughs> but right now it's canceled. I did see it somewhere. The league is trying to reschedule or relocate it. Um, we'll see. I said we go ahead and pick it just in case. I, I, I'm not that optimistic that the game will be played this week. But it will be played at some point then. I'm picking the buff. I'm picking Buffalo. Yeah, me too. They're, oh, I'm picking a draw. <laughs> I'm going Buffalo. I like their defense. The, their defense is scary good, and the Jets' offense is the Jets' offense. <laughs> Jets know one of those teams. They're going to see a lot of shakeups next year. I think it's going to start the coach. I don't think he survives another season. Not like this. This is terrible. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm. I'm going to agree with you. Like I said a couple episodes ago, you know, I, I have a feeling what's going to end up happening is if Harbaugh gets dropped by the Niners and they let Rex go in New York, I have a feeling that's where Harbaugh ends up. It's uh, honestly what the Jets need. They need yeah. somebody as fiery as Harbaugh is because yeah, I, don't, I don't get that from his Rex. khakis and his turtleneck. Oh, but, like, just his passion. I know. How intense he is. I I feel like that's what New York needs right now. They need somebody to light a fire under their butts because right now I don't don't get that kind of vibe from Rex, him to be one of those that tear seems He seems, I don't want to say aloof, (laughs) but almost, you know? Like, he just, eh, whatever, I don't care. You know, you want to talk to me, you want to talk to me about how bad the game is, you can go shove it. I don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he just has that attitude. But it's not just him. His, I mean, he's, watch, a, he's a really good defensive coach, but so he, I feel like he's going to be one of those Wade Phillips type where he's a good coordinator, really good coordinator, so-so head coach. Yeah. And I, and honestly, I don't know how much of it is Rex's fault and how much of it is it is the Jets' front office. How long but, is he, Well, I mean, that, that that's going to make a big difference, too, but my question is how long has he been there? Well, right, but, I mean, he had a couple, when they let him, when he had control, like, full-on control of the team, was the year they went, I mean, they went to the playoffs, they beat the Colts in the playoffs, and, I mean, then they started wheeling him back, because he was a little, you know, he he talked a little, (laughs) so they started reeling him in, and, I mean, look look what's happened, they've just, they, they haven't let him make too many decisions, and I think they're paying for it, but, nonetheless, I, I still think he's out. Uh, next up is the Buccaneers at the Bears. Well, I'm going to say this much. The Bears haven't won at home. <laughs> so, one might say that the Buccaneers could win this game. I like the Bucks' defense, and their offense is clicking right now. Mike, Mike Evans, their rookie wideout, is do playing it? phenomenal. Not, okay. not yet, we'll save it. Oh, you, you mean you want to your, split you, it? You gonna save your upset? Oh, I'm picking. Uh, Who you picking, man? I'm going Bucks. All right. I like the defense. I like what their offense is doing right now. I know McCown is a little yeah. iffy, but I, I'm I, I don't like Cutler. <laughs> yeah, me. And I don't like the Bears defense. 
So, and, and I think, you know, this game's going to have a little bit more to it just because of the fact that McCown's going to be coming back to Chicago where he stepped in and took over for Jay Cutler and did pretty darn well. I mean, he didn't do fantastic, but at least he was able to utilize He didn't turn everything. the ball. At least he was able <laughs> to utilize everything around him. Yeah. You know? I mean, you look at it this year, the team's just in disarray. Well, Brandon Marshall's constantly get. nursing some ankle injury, well, but flying out every week. And I, well, I don't do get it interviews. because their offense has every weapon you could want. They have two huge receivers that are fast, that can catch the ball. They have a running back that probably has more receiving yards than both of them. And, <laughs> and a tight end <laughs> who's almost sure hands yeah. inside the red zone. And then you have Cutler who is <laughs> But you can be and if you can get the ball. To the people, and that's that's what drives me crazy. I think he's probably thrown more <laughs> more passes to defenders, but he has his receivers right now. It's just killing me. I, I mean, it, so we'll kind of talk uh, from a fantasy perspective, I guess. It's been bothering me because my strategy going into the draft this year was solely focus on your running backs, focus on your wide receivers, pick up a quarterback late. Because everything from, I mean, once you get outside the top four quarterbacks, four or five quarterbacks, it's almost the same. I mean, you're talking a 20-point spread. And so that was that was my idea. And I picked up color in the 11th round. So is he doing okay for an 11th round pick? Sure. But he should be doing better. Yeah. Like, that, well, especially that should with the my ace in the hole for this year. And instead, I had to pick up Tannehill. I like Just Tannehill. in case. Me too. Because he can throw the ball to the right people. Hey, you know who I got? Shut up, Aaron Rodgers. Nobody yeah, cares. Rodgers. <laughs> so I'm glad he got his problem games out of the way yeah, in the first three no weeks. Kidding. No kidding. I'm so happy to see them doing so well the last couple of weeks. Oh, you know they're averaging 45 plus points at home. Yeah. You know how great that is. Yeah. To be a Packers especially fan. if they can wrap up one of the first two seeds in yeah. the NFC well, and, I mean, and play the playoffs at home. Okay, so I'm picking the Bears. Yeah, I'm going Bucks. Okay, so let's bounce then because we're talking about the NFC North. So let's go right into the Lions game because the Lions are playing the Patriots this week. Patriots all the way. I don't think I, the Patriots' defense is playing way too good right now, and I just I don't. The Lions' offense is shaky at best right now, and and the Patriots' offense is firing. Yeah, yeah the Lions' defense is really good. They're probably I, they're I I know they're in the top five of the league right now. And that that's gonna help them, but I just don't know that their offense will keep up holding through. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm with you. I'm, I'm picking the Patriots for this game. I was just really excited because well, of the know, fact that the Lions' schedule in the back half of the season. And this is me talking as a Packers fan. The Lions' schedule in the back half of the season is fairly difficult. Yeah, I mean because they still play Green Bay again. Right. So hopefully they'll lose to Green Bay. Uh, if they lose, so you have they lost to Arizona last week. Turn around and lose to. The Patriots this week, and then play the Packers here in a couple weeks, and all of a sudden Green Bay's on top as long as they can keep well, it. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I've, that's exciting. I've been me. putting together picks because I figure next week we'll go and go ahead and do playoff predictions because I put together a nice sheet that we can use like to mathematically figure out like you know so that we don't say hey we're gonna pick like the Packers to be seed one, but. You know, when all reality, when we're going to do picks for the next few weeks, we're gonna, you know, we put them in a position where they would only get like third seed. You know, right. That's interesting. Yeah. It'd be it'd be interesting to see that sheet. Yeah. Have you been talking about how you've been working on some some documents and stuff yeah. like that in the back? So, 
be cool. Well, I mean, we're still in the NFC, so let's just go ahead and move right on up. I know we're going out of order from the sheet that we had. Well, listed, this but fits in perfectly. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Packers and the Vikings, another NFC competition. No way I'm going against the Packers right now. Way too hot on both sides of the ball. Offense is killing. Granted, they're not at home this week, but they're playing in a dome. And But their defense has been playing their really defense well. Is, ever since they moved Clay to inside linebacker, yeah. he has been... Phenomenal. I mean, at that point, you're stuffing the run. Yeah. And I mean, if you can't run against him, you have to throw against him. And we've got enough in terms of cornerbacks to cover the pass. Well, like, your rookie, HaHa Clinton-Dix, is playing amazingly yeah. well. Yeah, he's making a few rookie mistakes here and there. But, but he's still a rookie. Yeah. But he's playing great. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm picking the backers. I wouldn't go against them. I mean, I think the only week I did pick against them was against Seattle. I mean, I regret the decision now, you know. <laughs> but in the same token, I'm going to pick. You were right. <laughs> I'm going to pick based off of who I think is going to win the game, not who I want to win the game. Right. So, all right, Titans and Eagles. Wow. Uh, I'm going Eagles. Uh, Titans defense isn't playing very well. I like the Eagles offense. Um, and if LaShawn McCoy can do what uh, Le'Veon Bell just did. They're in yeah. some deep trouble. <laughs> some deep trouble. I mean, and that's, a, two, that's the longest. 220? No, 204 yards 204. rushing. Or maybe, yeah, 204 yards rushing. But the thing is, he was running it right up their gut. He wasn't doing cuts to the outside. He was running it right at... I don't know. And maybe this is just some of the limited view that I've seen. Uh, I mean, I haven't been able to watch every game the last couple of weeks. But I feel like the offenses that are proficient in running it up the middle... Are the ones that have yeah. the high per yard, or you know what I mean, high high yardage games. Be, you start running side to side. Now you're bringing your well, cornerbacks and your linebackers out into it. And if you're running right up the middle, yes, your linebackers are still there. But I mean, well, and I just, think the reason you're seeing that is because I think a lot more defenses are trying to rush the passer, so they're stacking these big dudes up on the line that are going to try to break through. And the only way you're going to beat them with a running back is if you have one of those power runners that's going to yeah. knock them on their butt if they try to like, get after them. So, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, there are a few of those speedsters that aren't big, like Jamal Charles that is playing really well and Forte, but... Forte's playing really well because he catches the ball. <laughs> I just said that's the thing. Forte doesn't. I mean, he does run, but I mean, a lot of his production is from a pass. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. So I'll go Eagles. I'm going Eagles too. I think you're. I think you're right on the money. I'd like to see the Titans win. Just and, see the Titans win. It's disappointing because I had high hopes for him in the in the pre. Oh, I mean, we talked in about the Bishop Sankey yeah. and how he was going to be a breakout stud. I thought he we was. We thought that he had the potential for it, and I mean, even the stuff that I listened to. Um, you know, on the way back and forth to work, the fantasy football stuff, they they were really high on him too. Yeah, and yeah. I I mean I'm really the the Titans as a whole just haven't produced like I expected. Yeah. I mean they haven't and I, I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's just a personnel thing or And give it a couple of years if they can keep Sankey and keep some of the um, wide receivers they've got. I, I think they have to polish up their defense. I think that's really a big part of it. The D and the offensive line. Well, and that's the thing. I don't know how that their offensive line is. They have a really good offensive line coach. And no, <laughs> no, they don't. Not who I was thinking. He's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, they need help. But that's for they sure. Do. Well, there's a lot of those teams, but that's what the draft's for next year. So, all right, next game: Jags at Colts. 
I'm going Colts, obviously, because there's no way I'm picking the Jags to win that game. I, I have a feeling they, they could surprise us. I mean, the way the Colts' defense has been playing, they could surprise us. I, I just don't think they they do. Not at home against the Colts. I, or yeah. not at the Colts, I guess. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think the Colts are going to allow for a team to come into their home and do to them what, what the Patriots just did to them. Not yeah. the Jaguar, not the Jacksonville could do that, but I don't think that they're going to let Jacksonville come in and win this game. The I think they're going to pummel. The only thing I think the Colts have to worry about is Jacksonville's run game. Denard Robinson's playing really well. Yeah. Um, I think they'll lock it down. I I, I agree. I mean, look what they did. I mean, they. they I don't think, I don't know that Jacksonville on the defensive side has enough to do what the Patriots did. I mean, that that's go, kind of going back to our Patriots Lions thing. Um, the reason I think the Patriots are going to have such success against the Lions is the fact that they're going to. I think they could do exactly what they just did to the Colts. They put Revis on Calvin and then double team and Golden Zuma. Tate, and the, I mean, that's all they have to do. Now there's a big difference though between Reggie Wayne and Calvin Johnson, and it's about <laughs> seven inches. So I'm not talking. Let's keep it PG. But that's what I'm saying. I I don't know that you could do that. I think you'd almost have to reverse that equation. I think you'd have to zone. But, uh, and maybe that's zone you're Johnson, right. You're right. And then take by himself with Reeves. I think Reeves could keep up with him. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you're you're right. That, I mean, I that, either way, I think I just I think they. Reeves right is now, a pretty tall dude too, though. Right. So I just I think right now the way the Patriots secondary is playing. Anyway, we're not even on the Patriots right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just back to I just don't think the Jaguars defense can do no. what what the Patriots just did. I agree. I agree. All right, so we'll move on to the next one. I feel like you're going to be biased here, but the Bengals and the Texans. I don't have to be biased. The Texans are gonna win it. I Texans defense is is better than the Saints defense. Yeah, you have a an awesome awesome linebacker who is able to catch footballs on the defensive side of the ball. You're thinking our defensive end. That's what I meant. <laughs> I don't know. I know where you're going. Yeah. So, but not only Watt. Like yes, Watt is on both sides of the football. Beast on that, both that sides that of the football. Pass. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. That fade pass was fantastic. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed watching that. <laughs> I did. But I mean, not only not I mean, not only what right now, merciless. Whitney merciless is playing really, really well. Cushing has been hurt, so I mean, he's so so, but he he's not been as fast or as explosive as he has in the past. But I mean, yeah, I think our, the only thing that concerns me is our secondary. And especially against the Bengals with AJ Green and Muhammad Sanu, but I don't. I mean, I think I don't. I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to run it because, especially if Gio's not playing. Yeah. And he's supposed to. He's supposed to be playing, but if he's splitting carries, I, I just I don't see them being as effective. At, but I'm going Texans. I think Mallet has a game. If Foster's back, he's going to tear them up. Even if he's not back blue, we'll tear them up. Oh, well, <clears throat> while you did all this talking about how wonderful the Texans are, um, I think I'm still going to go against you this week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I don't know. Boo. <laughs> Boo I, this man. Yeah, right. Boo. Burn him at the cross. <laughs> Burn him at the stake. Yeah, no, I just, 
Texans have a lot going for them. You got, I mean, they really do. Uh, I just, I think that at the end of the day, I think we're going to see a Bengals team that's going to come out and put up points on the board, and I don't think that the Texans are going to be able to keep up. Boo this man. I'm just saying. Boo. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'd love to see you It depends win. on which Bengals team shows up, honestly. If it's the early, the Bengals team from early in this season, you're right. We'll have trouble. Um, if it's the Bengals team that's been playing the last well, few weeks. weeks yeah. But A.J. Green came back and had a really good week last week. I mean, a fairly good week. Um, yeah. Coming off injuries. I guess the Saints defense, had. though, that has given up yards. At home. I mean, not they were at home, and I'm also going to say that the Texans have given up yards. <laughs> so we'll see. It'll be interesting. It'll be I, good, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I hope I'm, I'm wrong. I want you. I hope you're wrong too. But I, I agree with you. I get, this is one of those coin flippers. But we need to get a like a soundboard. <laughs> so that we're going to be like. <laughs> there we go. Now we got the soundboard. It's Tim. All right. So Cardinals at the Seahawks. Uh, they're playing at Seattle. If they weren't at Seattle, I'd probably go Seahawks or sorry Cardinals. Um, I, I honestly, my heart wants to go Cardinals. I want to pick them. Their defense is good enough. I think they could put up a, a fight. Their offense. That's where I'm kind of struggling because Drew Stanton, when he plays well, he plays well. I, I just don't know that they can do it in Seattle. They play him again later this season. So this will be a good test to see. They play them later at Arizona, and I think in that game, Arizona will walk away with the win. But I think this week in Seattle, I'm going to have to lean on Seattle, unfortunately. I really, my heart wants to pick Arizona. Well, I'm going to help your heart. I'm going to pick Arizona. I think that they've got a legitimate chance. I, I think do, I do too. defense is going to be enough to offset anything that Marshawn Lynch or Russell Wilson can do. Well, and that's the thing. I think that Arizona's defense will shut will shut Seattle down. But I just I don't know that They're Arizona's offense, offense will do anything. Compensate. Yeah, I'm worried that, honestly, I'm worried that Seattle's defense will score more points than Arizona's offense. You know, that'd be an interesting an interesting take. I'm it? hoping it doesn't happen. Like I said, I want the Cardinals to win this game. I, I want to pick them to win. I just I don't have enough faith in them playing at Seattle to pick them. Granted, they did it last year. They went in there and knocked them out at home. I'm going to do it. I'm going to help your heart. Good, so. good on you. All right, we're going to move to the Rams and the Chargers. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to go Rams. Why wouldn't you? I like what the Rams' defense is doing right now, even if their offense is... So so, Philip Rivers is struggling. Yeah, that's exactly right. The Chargers have been struggling on offense lately, um, and I mean they struggled last week against the Raiders. They struggled the first time against the Raiders. Yeah, and uh, and the, they just got they got shut out by the Dolphins. I I just I, I gotta go Rams. I like the defense better than <laughs> yeah. I, I like the Chargers offense right now. After watching the Rams shut down the most prolific offense, yeah. in the NFL. It'd be hard to pick against them. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Because the week that they played the Seahawks and won, they turned around and lost abysmally the next week. Two. I don't even remember now. <laughs> uh, played the Niners. Turned around. Lost abysmally. By like 20 plus points, I think, in both that's games. That's the thing. They're winning the games they shouldn't and losing yeah. the games. So I'm picking the Chargers because they should win this game, and they won't. 
It's yeah. just the way it's going to be. I mean, the Chargers offense is good. They just have not been firing well yeah. right now. And I, it, I, I think it goes back toward, to their offensive line. Yeah. They're, they're struggling. I think Rivers will make a comeback this week. I think that's what's going to put him over I the top. I hope so. I like Rivers. I do, too. He's a very intense dude. Yeah, he is. And I, sometimes that gets misconstrued as him being kind of douchey, but he's just he's competitive. Could be both. It, it could be. Could be I, I don't think that's the case. I think he's I think he's a pretty humble dude. So, moving on to the next game. Do you think it would be possible for the Broncos to lose? Yes, I do. And two honestly, in a row? I already planned on picking the Dolphins here. The only thing that which would the only thing that worries me about picking the Dolphins is the fact that Peyton is going to be a little ticked off from last week. A little. <laughs> do you think he blames it on the sound guy? <laughs> no, no. He knows he. That's how Peyton. He knows that it it was a team effort there, and he knows he didn't play well. Um, the only thing, that, the only problem though, is the past two teams he's played really good defenses. What does Miami have? A really, really good defense. Good defense. Um, and if he's playing without Julius Thomas, and if, Emmanuel Sanders, because he's still got a pass. Um, and and, and they lost. I mean, they're without Homan. Um, I I think the Dolphins' defense is is way too good. I think that, that it's going to happen. I think Miami's going to upset. I have a hard time imagining Peyton Manning losing two games in a row. It's, it's like the it Belichick be, Brady did. Wouldn't it be three? In a row? I don't know. I'm asking. Oh. <laughs> I'd have to look at the previous weeks. To be honest with you, I don't even... Because didn't he lose to, to New England and then turn around and lost to St. Louis? feel like that was the case, but anyway, keep talking. I'll look it up real fast. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, though, and this is the the document I was telling you about that I put together for our playoff predictions. The way I have it, the way I picked things to fall the rest of the season. They played the Raiders in between. Oh, um, yeah, they destroyed the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think they lost back-to-back. Yeah, but no, I I mean, like I said, in the document I have together, the way I picked out the, the rest of the season to play out, I actually have the Dolphins winning that division. Yeah. And only good. because of a tiebreaker, like they would hold the tiebreaker over New England because of their their conference or division or conference record. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was conference. But yeah, I, I, I the Dolphins actually winning the AFC East. <laughs> yeah, I um yeah I'm going Broncos. I don't know. I mean, I I think Sanders will, will pass concussion protocol. Yeah. By Sunday. Um. I, Thomas is gonna hurt if he's not. If Julius Thomas doesn't get to play, that's gonna hurt them. Yeah, it will. But you still have Marius Thomas. You still got C.J. Anderson who can run the ball, and then you still would have Emmanuel Sanders at that and point. Walker. So I think that they'll be fine. I think that they'll overcome those little obstacles. I mean, I think you almost plan on them to do that. Um, I think the Dolphins are gonna give them a good run for their money. Yeah. But I just I think I think the Broncos are gonna pull it out. So it's I, probably I, a safe pick. I think that's a safe. Yeah, pick. I, that's what I feel like I'm taking a safe pick here because hey. I'd like to see the Dolphins win. Yeah. Just because hey, how long has it been since the Dolphins have been good? We were kids. Like uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> next one's an easy one. Yeah, Niners at the Redskins. No, red, b- vice versa. Redskins. Redskins at Niners. Sorry, I read that backwards. Dyslexia. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I read from right to left. <laughs> I'm going Niners, without a doubt. Redskins are—they're not gelling right now, and it—it it starts with the. I think I feel like there's a lot of tension between not just 
the not only the team but between the the quarterback and the head coach. I think there's some tension there that I mean you heard the RG3 press conference, right? Where he pretty much threw his teammates under the bus yeah. and Oh yeah. And then he turned around and was like, I wouldn't throw my teammates under the bus. That's exactly what he did. I and mean, I liked what Gruden did when he came back and was like, Robert just needs to be quiet and uh work on his game right now and not worry about the rest of the team. That's my job. And I'm not gonna say I I totally agree with that. I think as the quarterback and your your duty as a leader is to make you know, yes, you have to take you have to take What's the word I'm looking for? You have to take credit for your actions, and you have to be able to improve. But you also, as the leader on, on the offense, you also have to be able to push the other people. Um, so I kind of disagree with what Jay was saying there. It's his job to worry about the rest of the players and not not RG3s. But I like that he's, he put him in his place and said, dude, don't throw your teammates under the bus when you have work to do as well. Because RG3 hasn't been playing well at no, all. At all this season. But I have a feeling, and I, and I honestly have a feeling that the only reason RG3 is still starting right now is because that's what ownership says has to happen. And I think ownership has Gruden's testicles did. and a vice. And that was the only reason why he started the week he did. Well, think, about what they gave a, think about what they gave away Fine. for him. That's yeah. the problem. They spent so much on him that they feel like... Wouldn't you feel obligated? You give what two, th- two? Or, I think it was two or three first round picks for him, and yeah, I mean, yeah, you're obligated. You you have to feel obligated to start him. You gave up a lot for him, and he's not reminds me of Marcus Russell. <laughs> Except for the Raiders didn't give up that much for him. No, but they paid him a decent amount of money. Yeah, and he, that's the thing. He was so good, like in college. Russell so was RG three. So was Ryan Leaf. <laughs> you know, I mean, some people just don't translate. Well, and that, that's the thing. Like, they they spent all these draft picks all this uh, on RG three because of what he did in college. And I mean, I just don't know that Gruden's offense was was the like when they hired Gruden as the head coach after Shanahan's left. I don't know that that system. I I feel like they should have looked at the coaching. Hiring a head coach that their system would have fit what they wanted, what they drafted RG three for, instead of dra- instead of picking up Gruden, whose system isn't as a quarterback it, mobile. Friendly. Well, it, it's not as it, it doesn't quite fit RG 3s style. So now RG three is having to adjust to the new system, and I don't think he's handling it well. I mean, it's obvious he's not handling it well. Um, and I think they just need to cut their losses and move on from it. Honestly, it's a bad band-aid to yank off, but it does need to happen. And well, I, I think mean, plus comments, everything you've spent on him is already gone now, so it's not like. <laughs> and I think his comments are just indicative of that entire organization from top down. I mean, this goes back to even the preseason stuff where they were talking about the name change and is this name offensive, and everybody wants him to change. I mean, this has just been a problem well, story from and the get go. <laughs> I I heard or read somewhere that Snyder, the owner of the, of Washington, was all it was like, hey, I'll, I will go through changing our name as long as you buy out all of the merchandise we have with that logo and that thing, like to the NFL, to the league. If you buy out all the merchandise we have, <laughs> buy out licenses and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, basically everything that I've done. Basically, all this money into. yeah, and 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 I can't I can't just I don't know that I disagree with him. If they want him to change his name because they think it's offensive, well, then 
you can recoup them. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's I think it's a lot of maturity. With RG3 specifically, it's a little bit of maturity. With ownership, I mean, yeah, you made a mistake. Um, you just have to live with it now. I mean, move on from it. You want you still want your team to grow. You don't want to. You don't want to stifle it. Right. You don't want to hold on to that one piece because you sp- spend so much on it. When you know there are other options out there that will make your team better in the long run. You've got other options on your team. <laughs> That's what I thought was hilarious is the fact that Redskins fans last week were chanting for Colt McCoy. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You know, this is probably. This is probably the same situation that we were in when RG3 got hurt. And Kirk Cousins came in. He came in, he looked well, good. Well, everybody's game, favorite player on on any team is the backup quarterback. When you don't when have a, when, you, when you don't have a good quarterback. Yeah. So and then I'm I'm guilty of that. I got on that Kirk Cousins bandwagon. He had one good game. I thought, okay, you know, he's gonna flip right back into what he did last year, they're gonna just take off and then he just tanked. Yeah. Just terrible. Well, and there were concerns about him anyway. I know. Um, but it, just having Colt McCoy come in and do decent. Yeah, he played well. Yeah, and, you know, and so it's like, all right, you know, maybe maybe this guy could bring a breath of fresh air to an organization that really needs it. I mean, he's at this point, they could probably pick up Tebow the and, thing, and be content. I, I think the thing with Washington fans, too, is that they're so passionate about their team and they're not doing well. I mean, they've won three games this year. And they had high hopes. They had playoff hopes. I, I think they were a little ill What are they going to start doing? Scalping their team? They were a little ill <laughs> Well played. <laughs> I, I mean, I think their their playoff hopes were a little ill-conceived, especially in that division. I mean, nobody expected Dallas to play like they are, but no, everyone knew no. that Philly would play like they are. Yeah. Um, I, 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 like I said, I just think Washington's playoff hopes were a little ill-conceived in the first place, but... You know, I, like I said, I think ownership just needs to kind of bite the bullet on this one, move on, and grow your team because you have a lot in place that will work. You just have one position that you're holding on to because you spent so much on it. Here is my opinion on RG3. Until he can show that he deserves to be able to talk in front of a microphone, <laughs> he should shut his mouth. Well, I, I think it's just growing up. You know, that's all it is. I think he's just, it's that it's that maturity he's level. and bad. And you know, a lot of the fans right now are, are you know, not just in, not just Redskins fans, but NFL fans. They're all I've heard or I've read, and I've I've heard a lot of discussion that fans are think that RG three is more in it for the RG three brand than he is for the actual the play. I, I don't know how true that is, but I, honestly, he doesn't do himself favors when yeah he starts talking like what is he like D robes up in. <laughs> Up in Chicago? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I feel like we've spent way too much time talking about the Redskins. It's a team oh, that I think it was deserve, necessary. I it's a team that doesn't deserve more than two minutes of your time, truthfully. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I just... Shut your mouth, play your game, and, and try and get better. Do your job. Yeah, until you are playing... Until you are playing at the elite level, and it is the rest of your team that's yeah. doing all I mean, if you're, if you're you have nothing else to say. And your, your offensive line is just not helping you out at all, and your running backs are fumbling constantly, okay, go for it. But you aren't even averaging, like, five yards a pass. <laughs> so shut up. You need to do what Peyton would do in that situation. Blame the sound guy. Take it. No, take it. Right. Or say, you know, hey, look, I need to improve. Uh... If anybody, if, it, if 
somebody in the media asks you what you think about how one member of your team played, like, you know, he's trying to take the attention away from it, bring it back to yourself. That's what all of these, uh, all of the good quarterbacks would have done. And he'll get there, I think. It's just... They've got. They've, he's got to do. Yeah, and, and and this is my big thing with with quarterbacks that run the football. A quarterback that can run the football will choose more times than not to run the ball instead of staying in the pocket and throwing it. You've seen it now with him. You've seen it with Manziel in the preseason. Manziel in college. You've got Michael Vick, McNabb, near more towards the end of his career would run more times than he would stay in there. Can't think of his name. Vikings quarterback. Culpepper? Culpepper. But he was a tank, too. But, I mean, <laughs> he didn't run a lot. But, I mean, he um, wouldn't stay in to take a hit. Like, you see Roethlisberger. Cordell Stewart. Yeah. When I mean, you see Roethlisberger and you see uh, Andrew Luck, they'll take that shot to try and break out of it before they'll just take off running. Rodgers has started to stay more in the pocket than take off running. So, I think that... Well, and that's... that's yeah, Rodgers is a really good though. example. The fact that I mean, Rodgers is one of those elite quarterback or one of those athletic quarterbacks that could take off running with if he needed to, but he's a pocket first passer. And yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know if I ever said it, but I'm going to take the 49ers too. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like RG three. So, hmm. well, the, the Niners defense is playing pretty well there. Their um, offense is finally clicking again. I feel like we own some. some kind of. I don't know how well their offense is honestly playing. I mean, Gore's still not producing. None of their, their running game really isn't producing a whole lot. Their passing game is getting there. I, I just, they need to do something at running back. And Gore's even said, hey, look, if they're playing better than me, how about it? Yeah, because Hyde, when Hyde comes in and plays, I mean, it's just, you know, he'll, he'll grab eight, nine yards, it seems like, at a time. So, all right, next game. Let's get off. Let's get off the Redskins. I'm getting angry just talking. Here about we go, Romo MVP. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, America's game of the week. Cowboys and the Giants. I'm going Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna, gonna roll with your boy Beckham. I like Beckham a lot. I know you do. Uh, You've been talking about him for like days. Just, yeah. I like Beckham a lot. You were sending me text messages about him. I just I don't even I have a new Beckham with a heart <laughs> tattoo on my own. <laughs> no, I, I do. I like Beckham a lot, but I I think the Cowboys. I mean, Giants defense is almost as bad as it was. We duh. When you're on the field the whole game, I mean, do you think Eli could throw a pass to a receiver that's on his team? Beckham. <laughs> That's about it. But I mean, when you throw five picks in a game, this is becoming commonplace. Well, last year it was, yeah, this was bad. And I, I feel like they're, unfortunately, they're starting to fall back into that. I mean, the, the first half of this year, Eli wasn't playing that bad. His He wasn't throwing picks that bad. And then all of a sudden, it started right back up again. He's got an illness. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, and it said he can't throw the football. He started turning to. To Cutler, I was trying to see. I was curious. Um, I know that it was pretty high last year. The number of interceptions. Oh yeah, it was outrageous. I was hoping I could find it real fast. This should have his annual stats. Twenty thirteen interceptions, twenty seven. <laughs> Which really, that's not even. Listen to this. So, uh, two thousand four was his first year. So he had nine that year. Then it goes seventeen, eighteen, twenty. Down to 10, down to 14, and then up to 14. 25, 16, 15, 27, and this year, he's already on pace for... 
Oops, wrong way. Uh, he's got 11. Right. So when we're talking another 15, 16 season, unless he does another this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I Like I was saying, I, I'm going Cowboys. I No, this isn't even up to date. This stops at week 10. <laughs> So those five aren't even We're there. We're already <laughs> up to like 18. Well, so like I was saying, I'm going Cowboys because you can't trust the Giants offense. I'd like to. Like I said, I love Beckham enough that I, I would like to like them more. But I just the Cowboys, are oh, damn. They're playing too well. Their offense is gelling. Their defense is playing well enough to keep them in it. You know, honestly, I think as long as the Cowboys stick to what's been working for them and they've run the football, I don't think anybody's going to stop them. So, all right, let's get to the last game, Monday night. Oh, excuse me. Jeez Louise, man. What the heck's going on with me over here? I'm dying. Uh, Ravens and Saints. Ravens at Saints. Yeah, I'm going Saints at home in primetime. Their record and the statistics will drive you toward the Saints. The Saints in primetime are, I think, average, what was it, like 20 points? They beat their opponents by 20 points in primetime on Monday night at home. That's amazing. What do you think constitutes that? I Breeze shines when he's on primetime, man. Like he, It's like he knows that everybody in the country is watching, and he just he lights it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was curious to see... Trying to pull it up real quick here. I feel like I've been doing this a lot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh, Joe Flacco's primetime record would actually look like? Under a Kubiak offense? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so he's not the greatest, I'm just saying. This is the Saints' 15th primetime. Yeah, what's their record? 15 to no? Um, I don't know. Let's, let's get in here and take a peek here. So let's see, Saints, 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 Saints. Uh, they lost to the Cowboys in two thousand nine. Um, they beat the Colts sixty two to seven in two thousand eleven. Woo, boy! It's a big game. <laughs> that is a big game. That's probably what's driving that points average. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, let's see, Ravens are one of the two teams that the Saints have failed to beat since Peyton and Breeze arrived in 06. They're the only team that Breeze has never beaten, dating back to his days in, with the San Diego Chargers. Breeze is 0-3 against Baltimore, including two losses to the Saint, or with the Saints, 35-22 loss in the Superdome in 06, and a 30-24 loss in Baltimore. I'm still going Saints at home in prime yeah. time. I, uh, I don't think they're going to pull it off. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Really? I am. I just, I don't know. I don't think the Saints have enough on defense. I don't. I know that they're going to be at home. I know that all the statistics are going to point to that. I know that I'm going to be like, at the end of the day, why didn't you just follow the statistics? The statistics are statistics for a reason. It's a pattern over time, and patterns don't tend to falter too often. Um, but I just – they that, haven't played well this year. Well, here's the thing that could work in the Ravens' favor is the fact that Cooks is out for the year with a broken thumb. Yeah, so, and that's disappointing. He was doing pretty well, too. Yeah, he was. Um, but I think there's still enough weapons on the offense. You still got Graham. You still got Colson. You still got Stills. You still got Ingram, honestly. Um, I think there's enough there that the Saints still... It'll be a good game. It'll yeah. be a good Monday night game. So, well, you were talking about... It should be. should be, yeah. So you're talking about Brandon Cooks. Uh, we just got done talking, too, um, from that about Beckham. 
So I know you prepared a little something on some of the Wookie, Wookie, <laughs> the Wookie, <laughs> yeah, the Wookie, <laughs> the rookie wide receivers uh, from this year and how well they've been doing. Uh, I think the big surprise for me, in looking at your list, is Jacksonville. That they have not one, but two rookie wide receivers on there. And they're both playing really well. Uh, you got Allen Robinson. He on the year so far, he has four, 548 receiving yards. He only has two touchdowns, but he's averaging 11.4 yards per reception, which is pretty good. Then they also have Allen Hearns, who's got 475 yards on the year with five touchdowns, and he's averaging about 15.8 yards per reception, which is outstanding, especially when you can figure that they have a rookie quarterback in as well. So well, they have two admit, rookie wideouts, a rookie quarterback. They have a very young offensive line. I mean, because that team right now is built yeah, for... I mean, what, what one of their offensive linemen is Luke Jokel, and he was a rookie last year, but he missed quite a bit of it injured. Right. So you could almost consider this one uh, a, a redshirt rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's the thing. That, that team is going to be built more for three years down the road. Four uh, years down the road. Yeah. And that's when you're going to see Jacksonville maybe start to come back into those prominent... Uh, Mauricio's Drew era days where they could be in the hunt for playoff well, I mean, and, and at running back, I mean, right now, Denard Robinson has been playing really well for them. Yeah. Surprisingly. I mean, a dude that played quarterback in college. But what did he do? He ran He ran yeah. the ball. Maybe yeah. RG3 should just be moved to running back. Yeah, I don't know how well he'd do. He <laughs> probably wouldn't do too good. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, going back, I mean, this... I, I wanted to put this together because I don't know if you if you realized the amount of like this rookie wide receiving class is outstanding Phenomenal. and like you, at the top of it right now is Mike Evans with Tampa Bay. He has seven hundred ninety four yards, seven touchdowns. He's averaging seventeen point three yards per reception. That's outstanding. And who's throwing the football to him? Yeah, well, a combination yeah. of oh. Mike Glennon and. Josh McCown. <laughs> so, yeah, and I mean, and this is something that because going into the season, Sammy Watkins was the phenom. Everyone was yeah. watching him, but honestly, I think the Bills overpaid for him. I mean, the Bills moved from the ninth overall pick this year up to three to take Watkins. They gave up that ninth overall pick to move up. They also gave up their first round pick next year and a fourth round pick next year just to move up and grab Watkins. And the only other wide receiver taken in the top ten was Mike Evans. So they he had they had a shot. I mean, they honestly may have been able to land Watkins at nine. They may have been able and if let's say let's say Watkins is still there and Tampa Bay takes Watkins, they still have Evans there who Honestly, I mean, right now on paper was the better choice. Granted, with Watkins, I mean, who else is there right. as far well, as a receiving threat? I mean, Robert but, Woods. Yeah. And, I mean, with uh, with Tampa, you've got Vincent Jackson. Yeah, Vincent Jackson, yeah. They have, um, uh, what's the Safarian Jenkins? He's yeah. a rookie tight end. Um, but, the, I mean, honestly, on as far as offensive weapons go, that is honestly it. Then you have Kelvin Benjamin, a rookie wideout for Carolina, who's really their only option. 
Um, and and he look at his stats. He's got 768 yards, eight touchdowns, and he's averaging 14.8 yards per reception. And that's amazing to me because of the fact that Cam Newton struggled so much this season. Yeah, and uh, and I mean, just their team. I mean, their team as a whole has struggled this season. And my boy Beckham, he's only played six games this year. Yep. Has 463 yards receiving, three touchdowns, and is averaging 14.9. Could you imagine what he could have done with this other season. Yeah, in a full season? He'd be right up there. I mean, and then I think one rookie wideout that may be overlooked a little bit is Jordan Matthews in Philadelphia. Kid, he's got 558 yards on the year, six touchdowns. He's averaging 12.7, which is a little low, but I mean, he's right there nipping at Watkins' heels mm-hmm. on a Philly team with Macklin. I mean, yeah, that that that's good for him because Macklin takes a little pressure away. The running back core takes a little right. pressure off of him, but he's still producing really well. Well, and then so you have what Taylor Gabriel. From Cleveland, he's the other rookie, right? Yeah, yeah. For Cleveland, for Cleveland. Now here's the thing: Do you think he'll be hurt by the Gordon? Co- yeah, return? Gordon coming back. Yeah, it's gonna hurt him because I think he moves. He moves out of you know he's going from you know his being second string to moving down to third because Gordon's back. They're gonna have Hawkins in the second receiver slot. Yeah, I mean it, it'll hurt him. I don't. I don't know how bad it'll honestly hurt him. It, he'll still get some play, especially if Jordan Cameron can't come back. Yeah. Um. But I mean, yeah, I think it does hurt him with Gordon coming back. Yeah. I'd have to agree. So, oh. but uh, what is it? What else is on your list here? That was it. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's a short week. I feel like it's a short week, but we spent 15 minutes talking about the Redskins. So. Well, no, I mean, yeah, and I think that this was an warranted. interesting list. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. It's an interesting list, though, to look at it. I mean, so any of your fantasy football teams have some injuries this, at this point in time. I mean, this is late in the season. I know we're moving into week 12, right? Yeah. Yeah, week 12. So we've only got one more regular season week after this one, and then we move into the playoffs. But, I mean, if you're in need of a flex position or a wide receiver or two position, at this point, anybody on that list is going to be... Most of them are off. Most of them are going to be out of the waiver pool or out of the free agent pool. But, like, I think Matthews, he's probably still floating out there because he's kind of slipping under the radar. Um, the two Jacksonville receivers are probably still floating out there. Um, and again, a lot of that just depends on how, how many people are in your Yeah, like, it, go. right, how many, how many teams are there, uh, you know, what the rosters look like, but... I mean, like Evans, I have him in bo- in every fantasy league I'm in. I'm in three. Mm-hmm. And I have him in every one, and <laughs> I'm glad I do because he has gone off lately. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, – <laughs> I've got Sammy Watkins um, in two, and I've got Brandon Cooks in two. So, you know, Watkins has been a kind of a nice relief. I've got him right now in my flex spot, so in both – I just feel like this year he's just, been kind of hit or miss as far as he fantasy. Has as far as fantasy goes, the last few weeks though has been more of an uptick, right. which has been kind of nice. He's been getting a lot more ever well, since you know, um, Orton came Orton, in. Thank yeah, you. he has a more he has a more just consistent a passer coming to him. Yeah, it'll be that'll be an interesting situation in the offseason is what Buffalo does because they're not going to. I mean, Orton will be back as starter. They'll probably keep him on as a backup, but who you knows? Know what, though, why not? He's not playing bad. And he hasn't ever really played bad. He just always gets... He, he, well, <laughs> he gets knocked out. He like, gets into a slump, and then he gets knocked out. The problem is, is he gets put... like His backup 
has always been like a media frenzied character. Like Tebow. He didn't do bad in Denver, but the Tebow fans wanted him gone when he struggled for three games in a row. Through seven interceptions. So look at that system when he was there though. Denver it was a mess. Great then. It was a mess. What's funny is they turn it around the next year yeah. when they when they get Peyton and get rid of Tebow and they just they just reconstruct. But you know though, speaking of Tebow, that's the best thing they could have done for Tebow because <laughs> now he's on the SEC network and he's living it that up. That poor man. guy. And he's a really good and, commentator though. You know, and he would have succeeded if he would have just quit being stubborn and moved a tight end or running back even. He, I feel like he would have succeeded as a tight end. He's big enough. He, he, Fast yeah. enough. And he, I, I just I don't get why he would turn down the money. Like, they're going to let you play football. You just have to change your position. And I understand being passionate about wanting to play quarterback, but you're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think that about wraps up uh, this week, wouldn't you say? Yeah, hit us up on... Twitter at Brewski Broskies. Brewski Sports. Wrong podcast. Yeah, man. Good for me. I do that every time. I feel like at Brewski Sports. My bad. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and in our email. What's our email? Brewski Sports at gmail.com. Right, Make sure you know, knew who we were. I don't want anybody sending emails to the I really people. feel bad now. That was. It's alright, man. You, you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into the Brewski Broskis. <laughs> well, I feel like carrying on a torch, in a sense. Yeah, we're still carrying the Brewski moniker. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, so feel free to get a hold of us. We still haven't got any questions on fantasy, and it's kind of disappointing. I mean, I know that maybe, you know, maybe we don't seem like we provide Could it be possible solid... that our 10 listeners do not play fantasy football? <laughs> no. Because one of our listeners is Blake. Yeah. He literally just shares it. I don't think Blake wants our advice. He's like, you hear this? These guys show they have no idea what they're talking about. Hey, I'm eight and two. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, I started out zero and four and have made a turn around back. So, with what? I'm six trades and, and waiver claims. Mostly trades. I yeah. have like 12, 13 trades now. That's a lot of trading. Hey, it was worth if it. It works. It works. That's right. So, again, unloaded Niles Paul and Keenan Allen for Jimmy Graham. End of story. That was the greatest trade of my life. <laughs> and the worst trade by the, your counterpart there. So. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Yep, thanks.